Hi, my name is Tessa Green, and welcome to Messy Ministries Podcasts, brought to you by the Wow Factor Institute. Today is episode 12 of Life Lessons Through Stories and Fables. Today's story is called A Pound of Butter. There was a farmer who sold a pound of butter to a baker. One day, the baker decided to weigh the butter to see if he was getting the right amount, which he wasn't. Angry about this, he took the farmer to court. The judge asked the farmer if he was using any measure to weigh the butter. The farmer replied, Your Honor, I am a primitive man. I do not have a proper measure, but what I do have is a scale. The judge asked, Then how do you weigh the butter? The farmer replied, Your Honor, long before the baker started buying butter from me, I have been buying a pound of loaf of bread from him. Every day, when the baker brings the bread, I put it on a scale and give him the same weight in butter. If anyone is to blame, it is the baker. The moral of the story is, in life, you get what you give. So don't try and cheat others. (laughs) We live in a society that is almost expected of people to not be honest. We almost expect shortcuts. It is very hard to come across somebody that we can absolutely say with certainty that that person is honest. A virtue and a value we have been trying to teach our children from the time they are able to communicate and interact in relationship with another person. I am brought to a story which of mine where I almost when I read the story and just read the moral of the story I was like whoa this is really true and profound um, that what we give and what we put out is what we will receive in return um, my my marriage ended very abruptly even though there was a lot of problems within it um, the actual catalyst and actual end point was extremely um, unforeseen like I couldn't have told you the day where I said oh today is the day that we will separate um, and for the longest time I was under the impression that it was the result of so much problems and, and and deception that was happening and abuse emotional verbal financial that brought it to the place in which we had found ourselves in my phone my my, my cell phone went missing um, during the time of when assets were being removed um, from the house and I had asked my niece one day to call my phone because I couldn't find it anywhere and my niece was my PA at the time 
and had asked her to please just phone my number and let's see if the phone rings anywhere in the house and in the office. Well, she she called it and a young lady picked up the phone and said her name and for uh, protection's sake of people's uh, livelihoods and life, I will not mention her name here. Um, however, she mentioned her name and was adamant that this was her, her, her phone and her number. So, of course, um, we forgot about it and the divorce ensued and it came out that this was my ex-husband's girlfriend and that he, <laughs> he had taken my phone and given it to her with my number really 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 stupid move but anyway it it was what it was and on finding out about that situation I was I was devastated um, really rocked me because I, I honestly thought it was because of my interaction in them in our marriage in terms of responding to all the negativity and the walking on eggshells and the fear and and everything however it it was bigger than bigger than i thought you know you know as in there is a there was another party anyway um i was back in with my mum and dad and my mum and dad were away for the weekend with my sons to my sister in johannesburg and I was sitting at home and I remember I was sitting on my dad's rocking chair and I was watching a movie and the phone rang. So I picked up my phone and I answered and it was this young lady and, and she was in tears and I couldn't first make out who she was. I couldn't place her name when she said her name until she told me how she knows me and who she actually was as in my ex-husband's girlfriend. And because of her panic in her voice and her, her absolute need to speak, I, I didn't put down the call. I was polite with her and I asked her how could I help her. And she said to me, please tell me how you coped. Please tell me how you managed to live with him. And what is it that makes him okay? And I absolutely felt the saddest, saddest emotion for her. And without belittling my ex or making him look like the person any any woman who is scorned would do so. I simply said to her, my angel, if it is not working for you right now and you haven't got yourself into a serious bind with him, leave. Leave for your sanity, leave for your soul, leave for you as a woman who is about to go and take on a huge problem that 
is going to rebound daily on you. And I still asked her, does she need me to call somebody to fetch her? And I just thought about that, that this is true to the fact that if you are going to be dishonest and cheat somebody else out of their happiness, you alone will never be happy. If you are dishonest with somebody, you will be receiving dishonesty in return. There was a Christmas where my neighbor accused my sons of stealing his, his puppies, his dogs. Now, the boys are absolute love, they love animals and they used to go often to his, their place and feed the dogs and, and, and even bath his dogs. But this Christmas, the neighbor accused my boys of stealing his dogs. And I vehemently, adamantly, with everything I have, I stood by my boys and I said, I absolutely can say that they did not steal his dogs. And Christmas Eve, we were sitting in the police station. I couldn't believe the fact that here I was. Christmas Eve, my family is all at home. I have family over for Christmas and here I am with my boys, standing up for them with a detective over these puppies that have been stolen. But if I had not known the virtues that my sons hold, I would never have been able to do that. I would have been a parent, of course, you know, there is those parents that absolutely will have their, their, their kids' backs no matter what and would lie for them. And when I had asked my sons, did they have anything to do with the dogs going, going missing? When they said to me, no, I did not question it further. And that's what we want in life, isn't it? With everything that we do, we want to ask a person, are you telling me the truth? And they must be able to say without a doubt, yes, I'm telling you the truth. And you should be able to believe that. But not go back and sit and wonder and, and, and contemplate and worry and stress and think about whether or not that person is actually being truthful if you have to doubt it and question it then of course there is a loophole there isn't there um i was working in a workplace where i was an hr manager and my boss <laughs> when we had to dismiss a staff member after a a um, disciplinary hearing he had come to me and he said by the way don't worry about getting a, um, the dismissal form signed because we have it in their contracts that they sign a an acknowledgement of dismissal when they get employed I came home and with that news I could not for the life of me continue to go back to that company. I actually sat with my folks and I cried and I said this is like I had found my happy place working with all these women in this in this factory setting and I was doing I felt I was doing so much good and I had their backs and I was able to touch so many families and so many lives and um, it was just I was I was just finding that I was in this place perfectly positioned to make a change and here 
this was revealed to me. And of course, needless to say, I, I, I left the company after a while, after some time, because I couldn't handle having to employ people with that same piece of legislation that this com- policy that this company came up with. And so there's a quote that says, for every lie, there is two lies. The lies we tell others and the lie we tell ourselves to justify it. And for me, that that popped out in that scenario. Like, there was this lie and we, the company was justifying why they were using this, this tactic because of being a factory, se- uh, uh, factory setting and it was one way in which they were controlling the workforce. William Shakespeare says there's no legacy so rich as honesty. And the Bible has, has summed it up perfectly in terms of how we should live says finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things now how wonderful and perfect is that? Such just, lovely, good report, praise. Why, why wouldn't we want that kind of life? So in leaving, once again, I'm going over, overboard with my time. Let's try and keep our word. Let's try and keep to our commitments. Let's pay attention to our environment, and this is for you in the workplace. Stay focused. Surround yourself with honest people who keep you honest. Take responsibility for your actions. Respect everyone, from the lowest paid person in the company to the highest paid person in the company, with the same level of respect. We create brokenness brokenness in our relationships when we do not do as we say. So let's just practice just a little bit of honesty going forward and let's see the change that is about to unfold in our lives. Have a fantastic Thursday.